This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, no sounds. No sounds. Just words. No, I need words, not silence. Just give me words. I need words. That's how I communicate. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V.I.G. This better be good. I left a cold protein shake on my desk. You guys think you have it bad with Allie and all the water she drinks? A lady at my work, she got two of those jugs. Plus, she made this wire shelf to hold them because they're so heavy. So I went up to her and I said, hey, I like your jugs. Nice rack. And I get in trouble. Thanks, Allie. I'm Allie McKay. I'm here with my husband, Chip. We've been married for 17 years. That's a good little package deal right there. I like that. Ah, this is what we get to wake up to. This is the equivalent of being kidnapped, stored in a basement, being tortured, and then they let you out when you're of no use to anybody. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Avocado hands. Not cool. Not cool at all. Just pass it around. What's a doorstop? took the words right out of my mouth. Well, just pass it on down. And now... Chip, are you single? I want to wear you. Our feature presentation. <laughs> wow. Quite a send-off. Yeah. Wow. But now you now you have more time to, to date that guy. I don't think Chip? I want to date that guy. Is that what you're looking really? for? <laughs> I want to be warm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you do. Like, in a way, just not, like, skin. Hey, don't knock it till you try what? it. Yeah. <laughs> Worn out, out, I think, is what he was going for. That's what I'm saying. That's what Allie's saying. Yeah. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Friday morning, the 2nd of August. It's like you're in prison and you're sad to see someone on your block leave because you enjoy serving time with them. Mm -hmm. But you have to be happy they get paroled. Right? You got to be happy for them. But you're tired of getting beat up by them as well. Well, that's true, Mm -hmm. too. Yes. (laughs) It's, It's nice when you see... Someone from the old cell block get get on the outside. Right. You know, I, f- I feel like Chip has escaped. She's figured mm-hmm. out the formula, the magic formula <laughs> to get out of here. Will we even recognize each other on the outside, though? Or That's will we just pass right? each other on the streets? Like, it's just a quiet nod. Mm-hmm. So you know there was history, but neither mm-hmm. one of you wants to talk about it. I right. was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. How you feeling, Chip? Uh, it's it's weird. Yeah. It's, that's like, it's... I don't feel like... It's not... I don't think, it's not definitely not a... a bad thing at all because it's like what i'm going to is it's is cool too but i don't know if it's like really quite hit me yet no no no. i believe in you (laughs) listen to that guy i mean yeah when when your key card gets turned off oh 
That's you're gonna feel that. Yeah. No access. I am glad though. This past week has had I've had the worst commute all week, mm-hmm. so it kind of helps. Yeah. I'm like ah, I'm not doing this drive anymore. Yeah. yeah. I never beat Chip here, um, and I was like a minute before Chip, and I said to Muggs, I said, dude, baller move. She's not coming in on her last day. <laughs> I did have that thought today. I'm like, what if I called out sick the last day? Amazing. Yeah. Honestly, that amazing. Would be amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I be mean, yeah, what are they going to do, fire you? I mean, yeah, you probably have sick days you could use. It's a good true. idea. doesn't even matter if she didn't. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to come after? Right. Uh, Good we're going to need that chick day back, ma'am. <laughs> hey, um, we got to mark this down. We got to do this as a uh, phone topic. The most time and the most things that happened while you were on a bender. You went on a bender and really don't remember from when you started drinking to when you came out of it. So we're going to talk to Psycho Mike? Uh, sure. Yeah, Mike's a good example. This is a, a chef in Thailand who, in June, on June 15th, his name is Uthai Warnbop, 36 years old, working at a restaurant in Budapest, Hungary, and was traveling back to Thailand on the 15th of June, okay? The plane had to stop in Moscow, where Uthai was told that he would have to wait five days oh, man. before a connecting flight onward to Bangkok. Now, I don't, that, I don't know anything about Russia, but there has to be... To Bangkok from Moscow, that seems like that would be a fairly frequent flight that would be offered. Yeah, at least once a day. I think so, too. At least once a day. Yeah, why would it take five days? Maybe they were booked up. Yeah, and maybe he didn't plan ahead. Maybe he didn't buy the connecting ticket. He thought he'd get it there or something. So anyway, he decided to uh, drown his sorrows, disappointed he would have to wait so long. So he just at first started drinking in the airport bars. He drank for several hours, and there is video of him walking around the airport with his shirt off. (laughs) Eventually, he was arrested and kicked out of the airport in Moscow, and they gave him a standard 30-day visa because he couldn't be in the country without one, right? Mm -hmm. So they did him a solid there. The chef admitted that he had little memory of what happened after that, but apparently he continued drinking. Sometime in the blackout, he lost his passport and all of his belongings... And also got a job. <laughs> what? Working as, a, working as a trash collector. Now, who would hire this guy who's walking around with no shoes and no shirt and is plastered? Wow. That's... I can't imagine. That's ridiculous. Can this guy be Chip's replacement? <laughs> he sounds like he'd be fun. Yeah. He said, I was so upset after being told by the airline I had to wait for five days, I decided to drink. And after that, I can't remember anything but losing my passport. Meanwhile, as you can imagine, his family back in Thailand, they grew really, really worried. They filed a missing persons report in Hungary, in Thailand, and in Russia. So this was June 15th when the flight took to happen. He was eventually found on the 30th of July. (laughs) which is in Kimki City, which is around 20 miles from the Moscow airport. And somebody there convinced him to go to the Thai embassy in Moscow so officials could take care of him and could get word back to his family. And that's what happened. So they issued a statement saying Mr. Uthai is safe and healthy. For the next step, the embassy will expedite the process with Russian authorities to be able to send him home as soon as possible. So he's apparently fine now, but he lost 45 days, you guys. And doesn't remember any of it? Doesn't remember any of it except getting drunk and, and losing his passport, he mentions. But who gets a job in that state? That's the most puzzling part to me. A lot of unanswered questions. Yeah, no story. kidding. Yeah, definitely. But don't you think our listeners have lost days? Oh, of course. Oh, sure. Yeah. Of yeah. course. I don't why know. Do you, 45. Why do you think yeah, why do you think they're listening to us? <laughs> I'm not sure 45 days, but. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, a, that's an extraordinary bender. Yeah. But if anybody's listeners have had that kind of bender, it is ours. Mm-hmm. So those are our people, yeah. Yeah.
Thank you. Let's talk about today's Kevin Bean show, shall we? You know, there's a version of this where you don't do that. Tinder tips from Bean. I am the master. Bean is going to give us Tinder tips. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. It's the most. Which way is it good? Is it if you're sw- swipe left on or swipe right on? Swiping right is good. Right. Swiping okay. left is bad. He is the most swipe righted guy on Tinder. So okay. apparently the guy knows what he's talking about, or he's just impossibly good looking, and his tips will mean nothing to us. I guarantee he's not ugly. Them? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> his tips are all just about genes, <laughs> DNA. Really, uh, just find like a lower rise and uh, oh, genes. Oh, all right. Uh, shark encounters. You had a shark encounter? Nope. What? I was saying no to her. Uh, comedian Brad Williams on the show today. Professor Brian Cox on the show today. Oh, I love him so much. Bean's boyfriend. He's one of the smartest men in the world. Yes, he is. There's another uh, asteroid hurtling toward Earth, by the way. Yes. This one is not going to hit us either, but one day. Bean, I, I sort of sense that you're looking forward no. to that. A little no, no, bit? No, no. A little bit. No, a very little. bad. Very bad. Do Just not Just a want. little, though. Do well, not he, want. he won't be 100 years old. You're That's very excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, Do not want. So after that, mm-hmm. that is oh, fine. Oh, even 100 in one day. Okay. That is fine. <laughs> and I heard a guy yesterday say it's the 100th anniversary. Uh-huh. Of Keep It 100? What do you think he meant? He meant we've done Keep It 100 for 100 weeks. Uh-huh. That's what he meant. Oh, and that's, we're gonna, that's fun. And then he followed that up by saying we're going to play music that we featured on Keep It 100 all day today. I awesome. love that. Mm-hmm. So every song we play today, starting with the next song, is going to be a song that somebody texted into us and was Texter 100. Fantastic. That's coming up uh, this morning. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and BJ. Friday day. Allie is here with our first look at what's happening on the Kevin. What's going on? Do you remember back in 2017 when the first It movie came out and the Alamo Draft House had a clowns-only screening (laughs) in Austin, Texas? Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what we have now here in L.A. An Alamo Draft House. We have an Alamo Draft House. Just open in downtown LA. And guess who guess who's gonna be hosting a clowns only screening of it chapter two? Oh, please be <laughs> Clownvis. Well, no, it's the it's Alamo Draft House. Clownvis is the host. The Alamo Draft House. Someone call Clownvis. Okay. <laughs> They're doing this at 17 locations in 11 si- in 11 cities. So they are branching out from Austin. Okay. Southern California is one of them. Should you guys. we be able to guess? Who's hosting? It's Clownvis. It's Clownvis. That's, not, that's what makes sense. I'm not saying anyone's hosting. It's oh. Alamo Drafthouse is cl- hosting the clowns oh. only screening. I, I thought you said guess who's ho- guess who's hosting it. And then we guess. Yeah, and then the joke was obviously Alamo Drafthouse because but we guess Clownvis. Doing... But they should have a host. Is the host who is Krusty the Clown? <laughs> Gosh, I love movies. So they'll be on. They'll be having a clowns-only screening here in, in Southern California. Make me a bicycle clown! <laughs> At the Alamo Draft House in downtown L.A. on Sunday, Hosted September by 8th, 2019. See the movie comes out on September 6th, so Sunday, September 8th. How many people are going to go and how many people are going to avoid that like the plague? Oh, I think a lot of people So many people go. hate clowns. I know, but I think <laughs> if I were to want to see a bunch of wackadoodles... Who doesn't? 
Yeah, it would be people dressed as clowns yeah. for a clowns only screening. And I would want to go see another movie that day and just watch them walk in. That would be a fun, a fun day like, for me. This is what I would do that day. Mm-hmm. I would get dressed up as a clown, fully head to toe, makeup, right. wig, and then just buy a ticket to another movie. Just like a super sad movie. Yeah. Like it. Just like a yeah. drama or whatever. Yeah. I don't hate it. Go see Crawl. Yeah. In <laughs> a clown suit. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Guys, remember when I told you that Woodstock 50 was canceled? Don't you dare. My God. Don't you dare. I'm not. Tell me I'm it's not. back on. But I also <laughs> told you in that that um, the head dude, Michael Lang, had said, listen, they got paid. So he suggested that they donate 10% of what they got paid to a charity like Headcount, which is a nonprofit charity for voter registration. And we were talking about, oh, yeah, well, they got a, like a keep the date fee, that type of thing. Yeah, That's just like a fill the date. Yeah. Um, this is a very different story. Okay. Even though the eternally troubled Woodstock 50 Festival has been finally canceled, the artists who were scheduled to perform are getting a huge payday without even paying, playing a note. A rep for the festival confirmed to Variety that every artist on the bill has been paid in full. Whoa. That's that great. is 76 artists. The artists were paid in advance with the money being held in escrow until the festival either took place or was canceled. The money has been canceled. released with all of it going to the artists or their reps. That's you guys. Easy money, man. Yeah. Well, you got to hold that date. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if yeah. You, you, you pay the whole thing? Yeah, but you pa- they probably passed other things. These are some of the top artists in music. I didn't think they'd get paid the whole thing. Me either. I really didn't. That's, that's an incredible a, that's amount a, of money. That's a good businessman right there. That makes it even... <laughs> so much sadder that it didn't happen for that guy. That's why he was trying so hard to make it happen. Now we get it. Um, One insider said, uh, what has Lang donated personally about the idea of the artist donating 10%? Well, he did just donate a bunch of money to musicians. Well, yeah, he absolutely did. Uh, This is not a good story, you guys. Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker is speaking out about messages that his young daughter, Alabama, has received from the drummer from a band called Echo Smith. His name is Graham Sirota. Here's the thing. According to screenshots posted by his 13-year-old daughter, the dude reached out to her when she was 10. Oh, man, oh man. several like, like it's not gross enough at thirteen. Well, no, but, but I'm, I'm going to lick you. No, okay, no, don't. Wow, this isn't a time to joke about that stuff. Uh, several high messages went unanswered, followed by something a bit more elaborate. By the way, I'm Graham from Echo Smith, and I think you're beautiful. To a ten-year-old, silence from Alabama. She never wrote back. He stopped messaging her until July twelfth of this year, when he invited her to a barbecue. Nine days later, she responded with, you're like 40. And he said, I just wanted to say I really like your music and sorry for messaging you. And I'm 20. And she wrote back, okay, but you understand I'm a child. She posted all of this on her Instagram, tagged Echo Smith, calling him super creepy. Travis Barker didn't hold back when he was asked about the exchange, telling The Blast, when I found out a 20-year-old man was trying to get in touch with my 13-year-old daughter by filling her Instagram messages with party invites and compliments, I was disgusted. That is predatory behavior, and there's nothing cool, normal, or okay about it at all. Graham Sirota has issued a statement. He had no idea about her age in the exchange. He invited her to the barbecue along with a bunch of other people. 
He apologized. Mm. He feels badly about it. And now people have been coming out with other um, comments about him reaching out to underage girls. So canceled. This is not a good situation for this band, Echo Smith. I like that band. Well, their Light. drummer is a oh. uh, alleged perv. We'll get him out. Ten-year-olds, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Bean, bean, touch my peen. Nope. Kids shouldn't be on uh, on social media. That's also true. I just... Or at least an account on your own. Yeah. Not in any way victim-blaming at all. But no, 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 no. Kids should not be on social media. There are millions of grams in the world. Ugh. Yeah, that's gross. Echo Smith saying, cool kids? Oh, well. Yeah. If they did, that makes sense. Cool kids. (laughs) Some birthdays for you. Kevin Smith, Sam Worthington, Mary Louise Parker, and Charlie XCX. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, uh, (laughs) it's ship's last day, you guys, here on the Kevin and Bean Show. After 10 Yay. On the show, she is leaving Boo. us. The last, what, five running the controls here. Yeah. And Chip, you're one of the only people that uh, that I know that has been on Tinder on and off. I know you end up to getting to the point where you hate it and delete it, but you've had some experience on Tinder. Um, what kind of advice do you have for women on Tinder? Um, just don't be on it. <laughs> just, okay, <laughs> solid. All right, that's good right advice. Right to the point. Okay. I mean, very, I've, honestly, I've been, uh, Tinder was probably the one I was on the least. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, the math for men on Tinder, you guys, is super bad. What do you think in the state of California the ratio is between men on Tinder and women on Tinder? Meaning what percentage of yes. women get swiped right on? No, no, no. just in general as on users. Tinder. Oh, in general. 80-20? Yeah. All right, 80-20, says Jensen. Allie, what do you think? 70-30. Okay, very close, Kevin. 75, whatever the other one is. <laughs> <laughs> You're all in the ballpark, but Jensen is right on. Yeah. It is 80-20. That's because I, wow. when I was single, I swiped on all of them, so I counted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is funny, by the way, that there's lots, as you can imagine, it's very different behavior for men and women on Twitter because men very uh, often just casually will swipe right on almost anybody. Women, 0% do that. 0% yeah, report well, yeah. that behavior, as a matter of fact. So women on Tinder get 20 times more matches than men. That is why it is very important for men to not screw up with their profile and with their bio. And there's an interview in the British press right now with a man named Stephen Pierre Tumlin. They don't give numbers on this, but they say he is officially Tinder's most swiped right man. Uh, we put up the picture. Did they put up those numbers someplace? Or? <laughs> no. There's no the... leaderboard, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, we put up uh, the picture. Uh, I tweeted it out. I think at uh, Kevin Bean on Twitter tweeted it out as well. Allie, you've seen this, uh, dude. What do you think? Would you, I be, have would you read more? I have not seen it, and I am trying to find it right now. Okay. Um, he has given some advice. For instance, the best time to be on Tinder. Okay. He, he which uh, which is uh, you know a lot of times on social media you know you you maximize the your your uh, coverage your your view you know your page views by the time of day that you put right. something up. More people so, are likely to watch it at that point. Mm-hmm. He says two p.m. on a Sunday is peak time. He says he thinks that's because everyone is hungover, feeling a bit sorry for themselves, and literally everyone is indoors on their phone, especially in the winter. People are also trying to plan their week with dates in the future. So 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Okay. He also says um, another good time is 10.30 on a weeknight. 
People yeah. are sitting down and swiping for new matches at 10.30 on a weeknight. In addition to checking for their Instagram, they also check their check their Twitter. What are you doing, honey? Nothing? T- Tinder, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. He's the most right-swiped guy on Tinder. Well, who told him that? A, a Tinder did, I assume. See? Hello, mm-hmm. I, Tinder. I think that's You're the most the, right-swiped person. I mean, it seems... That's the thing. I think s- this dude was, like, sending out articles, like, Press hey, just, just so you know, I'm the most swiped right guy in Tinder. <laughs> Ask me anything. And, and now up. everyone's picking it up, and because I'm looking at him, and I mean, he's not ugly by any means, but... Th- if I am looking at him, I'm not immediately swiping right. Really? There's no he's, way. He's definitely no. a good-looking guy. He's, he's a good-looking dude. He's, he's got great bone structure. He's fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. He looks like uh, he kind of looks like a like a buff Pharrell to me. He is skinny, and no. his face looks emaciated. He kind of looks so like. So I'm a, not sure what you're looking. Somehow at. a skinnier Tyrese. Yes. Okay. He's saying buff. What's wrong with you? You just talked about his he bone structure. He has great structure. bone structure, Allie. Christine, uh, Christine says that Tinder guy is not my jam. He is way too pretty, is what she says. Okay. okay. Uh, he says, best advice is your first photo should feature a brightly colored background, which will make your profile pop. He also says in your uh, in your montage of other photos, you should be sure to include a sexy holiday photo, but make sure that... <laughs> This is mean? a complete joke. What's a sexy holiday photo? <laughs> I don't know. You know hey, shirt, this like, is me. What? Shirtless on a couch with a Santa hat on? Yes. Exactly. Yes. Maybe so. And the, I'm in a should... Speedo at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Check out my D inside this pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> and you should also make sure that your photo gallery uh, is varied. In other words, don't use lots of pictures that look alike. Uh, he also recommends staying away from selfies. And again, group shots where you are doing things rather than just standing there, like a group shot of you and your friends on a ski lift rather than just standing in a bar is going to ensure that you that, that people know that you get out and do stuff with totally your friends. Totally disagree. If I'm looking at a profile and I have to figure out which one in the picture is you, no, no, you're not, done. Not, not, not no, for the main, not for the main no, photo. I'm Allie. saying for any photo. But once if, you've seen the main photo, you recognize the dude in the group photo. No, but you know what I'm now doing? I'm looking at your friends and thinking, oh, that dude's better. That dude's better. <laughs> that dude's better. Don't post group photos. Don't do that. It All would right. be cool though because you can put multiple photos. If you start with like six people and then as you swipe, one disappears until it's just you. Until <laughs> it's just you, and you're like, damn it, it's him. <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. So yeah. this is so interesting to me, Ali. So you don't want to see any group photos. Don't you want to get a kind of sense of what this guy is socially? Don't you want to go look at him and his friends and go, oh, that's a group that I would be enjoy being a part of? Bean, I hate to break this to you. Nobody is putting real life on these dating apps. Not a single person. So you are gathering no information by swiping through these pictures. You don't they're believe it automatically. Ex- they're putting exactly what they think you want to see on there. That's it. I mean, that's true of all social media to extent to sure. an extent. But I mean, the photos really would be of you, though. Yes, and they that's may be what the I'm... best possible light of you. But that's be what you. I'm saying. So don't put group people in there. Don't show situations where it's ten of you on a ski lift, which would be a that's huge a ski huge. lift. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how sitting on you each other's laps. Like, though, you actually awesome. should put that because yeah. you did a what prank. If you, what if you just made everyone else dark and there's light on your face? Oh, that's, that's racist. Nice. That? that is racist. <laughs> is what that is. I don't okay. feel that way. Um, one more thing. Um, have a bio. Apparently, 30% of male profiles do not include any bio, and that profiles with a bio get 66% more matches than profiles without a bio. Interesting. I have um, a bio on mine. 
I think I'd buy that as his first good tip. I Keep your okay. bio short and sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine said, uh, this is how my parents met. <laughs> All right, so it sounds like, uh, Ali, uh, at 2 o'clock this Sunday, when Mm -hmm. you come across Steph and Pierre, you're going to say no, please. No, thank you. All right. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Look, we're lucky to ever wake up again after what's going on in the news right now. I uh, I don't know why I was the only one who was panicked by this. Why were you poo pooing this asteroid that could have destroyed a city on Earth? Kevin? I just think the odds are astronomically against it. No so, pun intended. I hope. Of course. So um, so why worry about something that's most likely not going to happen. Most likely uh, will happen, and probably this weekend is what I say. Okay, Jeez. all right. That's the, another way of looking at it. Here's the Washington Post headline. It snuck up on us. Scientists stunned by city killer asteroid that just missed Earth. And by the way, when you're talking about space, we all know it's pretty darn big, right? This was only 40,000 miles away. I think something is coming that close to Earth. I would like to have, I don't know, people with eyes on it, people with a plan, people with some way to not have it hit Earth. Because it literally could have wiped out Los Angeles. Literally. Right. But That's it's worth worrying about. <sighs> All right. Let's uh, settle this debate. Uh, it's nice that we have a guy in our corner that we can go to who is the perfect guy to talk to. He is a professor of particle physics at the University of Manchester, Royal Society Professor for Public Engagement in Science and a fellow of the Royal Society. He is our friend, Professor Brian Cox, who kindly made himself available to us while on vacation. That's, oh. how, that's how serious it is we get the word out that we're all going to die. <laughs> hey, Brian, how are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, and uh, you're right, by the way. Um, it is worth worrying about. It's a big threat. Thank you. Uh, it's a big threat oh because no. these these asteroids are, are zipping around all over space all the time and and going in all willy-nilly kind of directions and, and hit, <laughs> I would imagine, hitting things frequently. They do. I mean, there was a... So, uh, February 2013, there was uh, an explosion above Russia which uh, injured 1,500 people. Uh, and it was a smaller asteroid than this. And it exploded, actually, about 20 miles up. So it didn't even reach the ground. It exploded 20 miles up, mm-hmm. but with the energy release of the Hiroshima bomb. Wow. So a nuclear bomb-sized detonation, which injured uh, over 1,000 people. Yeah, and sure. And then you look, we didn't see it coming. Um, and actually, there was another one uh, the same day which was significantly bigger, which went past. And we didn't see that coming either. That sounds and, like an uh, attack if there's two of them, Brian, honestly. <laughs> Why does Bean sound so excited? He sounds thrilled. Well, I mean, well, because <laughs> the one that wipes out the dinosaurs, for example, so that one, about 60, what, 66 million years ago, that exploded with a thousand times the energy of all the nuclear weapons currently on Earth. All right. wow. So, Professor Cox, are we missing these because they just come out of nowhere? Or is someone just, you know, going out for, uh, you know, soda from the machine on their watch <laughs> and they're not paying attention? Oh, I didn't see it. Sorry. Oh, we, we do search for them. So, we, there's a project um, which maps them. So, they call near-Earth asteroids. And it's, it's the ones that cross the Earth's orbit that we're interested in. So, we look for them. But the trouble is that we haven't got all of them because we spend we spend less money on tracking these things than Americans spend on pet grooming. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you say I it that way, that does seem a little bit we out of whack. Comb your own, comb your own cat, wash your own dog, <laughs> and let's track these things. But so it, so the question is, yes, we do look for them, but we don't really 
We don't have 100% of them. Some of them are difficult, to be serious. Some of them come in orbits that take them close to the sun. It's hard to see them. But ultimately, it depends on how much we care and how much we pay attention. And, and one will hit us eventually. I mean, they do hit us all the time. Uh, most of them hit in the ocean, just because there's more ocean than land. Mm-hmm. But it is true, as you see, that there are these city-killing asteroids that really we expect will hit us once every 100 years or so. Okay. And uh, on average. Okay, and, so... Um, we haven't seen them all. So how worried are you on a daily basis? No, you're right. I mean, you're right that from day to day in a particular city, the odds are very small. But um, over time, the odds build up and we know that they do hit us. So at some point, and it might be in five years, it might be in 100 years, but at some point we're going to have to move one. And that's okay. the thing. Yes, so yeah. We need to be ready when we see one that's coming in, you hope that if you don't see them, you've no chance. So this one that went past, but it was quite a small one, nothing we can do. Explain can probably mo- evacuate. Yeah, Professor Cox, I've, so. I've read a few of the ways that we think we're going to take it out, and they both sound stupid. The, well, I mean, people think about this. Um, you can, if, you, if you get them when they're far enough away, so they're in these, these orbits, and you can predict, uh, like in 10 orbits time, it might have a chance of hitting the Earth. And then if you get it like that, you can just nudge them. You can just get a spacecraft close to it, little bit of a nudge, little rocket engine. You you make it sound like a kid (laughs) playing with toys. (laughs) You just nudge it. It's pretty easy if you get it a long time in the future. If you see it only, you know, a week or two weeks before it's going to hit us, there's nothing you can do. Even if you have Bruce Willis? I mean, if if, if he's available, can Bruce Willis save us from that? In, In two weeks. I mean, remember... The, at the moment, the United States can't even lo- can't launch astronauts <laughs> right at the moment. That's true. Um, okay, so, Professor Cox, so maybe he, a little less judgy of a laugh next time. <laughs> no, 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 I think it's a tragedy. I mean, it's the, it's the 50th anniversary of Apollo this year, you know, yeah. the, the greatest achievement in human history. So the, the point is that we have to be ready, and we don't spend nearly enough. It's not a lot of money we need to spend. As I said, it's less than we spend grooming our pets every okay. year. But um, we need to be ready so that we can see them and if we need to, we have a fair chance of deflecting one because we're going to have to do it sometime. I am going to PayPal whoever you tell me to a dollar just to get this thing rolling. I mean, honestly, let's all chip in a little bit. I don't think any one of, any one of us wants to be on the other end of a city killer, you guys. Listen to what Brian's telling us. Mm. Yeah. I'm good. It's a, yeah, <laughs> small chance, small chance, but it will happen. Small at chance, me. But it will happen right, at but, some point. But there's a first half to that sentence, and it's small chance. <laughs> but there's also a second half, which is that it will happen at some point. I rest my case. <laughs> and I also have the smartest man of the world on my side. All right, Professor, get back to your vacation. We love you. Thank you so much for jumping on the Kevin and Beach Show. Thank you. Actually, I'll tell you one thing. I'll, I'm going to see you in March because I'm going to come back and do the live shows again. So Fantastic. Oh, wonderful. Back in LA in March. You're, you're, you're always welcome. We'll talk to you then, sir. All right, cheers. Thank you. Bye now. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Very special day um, with Chip's last day. We've got plenty of that coming up, including uh, Allie. Something special for this What's Happening? Uh, here's the thing. Uh, back in the day, when Ralph wouldn't come in, he was sick, whatever, you had to slide people in to do What's Happening. Well, one of those days was Chip's day, <laughs> and they recently talked about it on the B-Team podcast. You you weren't really as um, as great as you'd want to be. Sure. A, lo- a lot of ums, I understand. A, a, a couple. So here, just to set it up, like, this was probably one of my first times on radio, so... Ever. I had zero, like, this was, like, 2011? Like, okay. I, I had just very to clarify, your very first time with no experience, and we're mocking and, you for it. And, for, <laughs> and I was thrown into doing the yes. show. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we have uh, some of those clips that Omar edited all of your ums together, I understand. You know, Dead Mouse just wore my uh, phone number is uh, my F, his F and T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, now i got to retire my number, so thanks, man. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, celebrity birthdays. Let's, uh, you know, Jerry Springer, 68. Oh, he's the Still, best. Uh, today he's going to celebrate, you know, making, you know, a TV show, buy threesome. Hates your uh, hillbilly stepchild. Um, so, uh, and Peter Gabriel, 62, uh, actor Neil McDonough of uh, Justified in Boomtown. So here's the thing. 62. Thrown into the fire, yeah. has to do it, and then these a-holes go and collect all your us. <laughs> Just rude. So uh, I Omar, thought... Oh, by the way, Omar went and counted in two minutes. I think it was... 32 ums? Mm. It's pretty spectacular. I mean, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. But we decided that today is for uh, Sweet Redemption. It's your last day after 10 years with the Kevin and Bean Show. So you are going to be doing what's happening. But we decided that we wanted to make it as comfortable for you as possible. So (laughs) we have Fred Durst mask where the eyes pop out. So it's just... Four Fred Durst staring at well, you. Well, now I'm just turned on. Yeah, now you got a boner. <laughs> All right, the take bigger, it away. The, the bigger story is that they make these. Yeah. Right? I, I love that. Anyway... No, all I do now is because I'm an asshole. I just want to um the entire time. Yeah. I mean. So this first story, I'm going to throw it to Vegas. And we talked about the grasshopper situation in Vegas. Now I'm just looking at Fred Durst and I can't stop laughing. Uh, with the, all of the, uh, the, the grasshoppers. <laughs> so the grasshopper infestation, a local pizza joint is cashing in with the Canyon Hopper pizza. What's on this pizza, you ask? Chorizo? Goat cheese, caramelized onions, arugula, and lime and garlic roasted grasshoppers. Mugs, do you think you'd eat this? Hell yeah! Hell yeah? I can't tell what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) But that eat it or beat it? Eat it! Eat it! So if you want to go down to Evil Pie in Las Vegas, you can get this pie. Uh, But speaking of Vegas, Kevin, what are you outside of Vegas besides pizza? I'm sorry? What are you outside of Vegas besides pizza? Hit it, Mugs. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Uh, What are you with Vegas, uh, aside from hockey? (laughs) Fan (laughs) or That was a moment with Kevin. But you know, that reminds me of another moment with Kevin. Hey, this is bogus. This This seems like a race. This is bogus. (laughs) Let's hit the original OG moment with. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Is that so? He doesn't. <laughs> are you a regular duck fan? You watch all the time him. That was a moment with Kevin. While I'm on the process, I am not enjoying this. I'm very much enjoying this. But while we're talking about food, uh, today is National Ice Cream Sandwich Day, and following Cool House's mustard ice cream announcement, Oscar Myers decided 
They're going to jump in on the dessert dessert game as well. Oh, no. The Ice Dog Sandwich nope. features cookies and buns as buns. It contains bits of candied hot dogs and spicy mustard ice cream. Ah, so you hmm. know it's good. So the Wienermobile will drive around Manhattan during the week of August 12th to give out free samples. But speaking of meat dogs. Come on now. <laughs> and now it's time for a moment with Kevin. They said we put the jam on the on the meat dogs, and I was like, what, what are you talking about? So I tried it, and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks. Turns I out they know what they're doing. For National Meat Dog Day for bringing us in those uh, meatballs. We appreciate it. Did that sound right to you coming out of your mouth, Kevin? No. <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. And I tried to find a story for John Hamm. But I, the last I, thing Allie did, it was recovered. So just hit the John Hamm moment with, please. And now, a moment with Bean. You, you got John Hamm back as your uh, narrator again this year. He's pretty dreamy, right? <laughs> oh, you're the worst. <laughs> I mean, I'm let's be uh, let's be honest, Keith. Let's just be men here. I mean, he is f-ing amazing. Uh, f-ing amazing, right? <laughs> did you just cuss, Bean? I did. I never done John this Hamm just made you cuss? <laughs> That was a moment with Beam. So has Chip just been standing in the back of the room just seething with hate for us so on the way out the door? She wants to embarrass us as I mean, much it, as possible. It's it feels little, that way. It's a little bit of redemption and revenge. I see. Okay. Um, okay. And we don't have as much time left, so I'm just going to go to my last story uh, about Snow Patrol. Uh, <laughs> so they're going to release a new uh, reworked EP next week. Uh, it, it contains four songs that are re, re, uh, redone and then one new song. <laughs> but Bina mentioned off air this week that in the UK, in UK radio, uh, Snow, Snow Patrol has the most played song in the 21st century, which is what the song about ambulances and oh, chasing. And now it's time for a moment with Allie McKay. I think maybe, um, what's that song about the ambulance and the slowness and sad? <laughs> what's Allie talking about? <laughs> Allie's just saying words now. <laughs> what just happened? I'm just saying words. <laughs> that was a moment with Allie McKay. Nailed it. You got us all. Celebrity birthdays go Edward Furlong, Mary Louise Parker, Kevin Smith, Sam Worthington, and Charlie XES, and that's Chip doing what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Kevin, you've been watching a little of uh, Shark Week. I love me some Shark Week. I know you do. You look forward to it. This is like the, I don't know, 28th year or something like that, and they still make it great. And sharks are still out there biting people. Well, here's what I'll tell you, um, is that if we don't get killed... By an asteroid that hits Earth, uh-huh. we're all going to be—we're all going to be eaten by sharks. It sounds like it's unavoidable. And I, found... I hear that 100 of the people that go in the ocean <laughs> get bit by sharks. That's the number I heard. And there was an episode this season of uh, Shark Week that's called "Shark in the City of L.A.," mm-hmm. like Sex in the City. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, they're just so creative. Cosmos. And they're asking why, but they're shrimpos. So many great white sharks, Cielos. are coming to Southern California. This is the sheriff's department, Southern California. You are paddleboarding next to approximately 15. Great White sharks. More great white sharks. They're advising that you exit the water. More people. A dangerous mix. Look at the size of that fish. Encounters are inevitable. Great white! One scientist is trying to calm the waters. Wow, I wouldn't want that to By finding out where these sharks are coming from. Southern California, becoming the newest great white hotspot. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Woo! My favorite. 
part of that is you're in the water next to 15 great whites. We advise you to get out. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's up to you. Do whatever you want. My me, favorite, my favorite, get out. My favorite part is he said uh, there's one scientist that's trying to solve that, and then the guy's in underwater going, yeah, look at that fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, this, uh, is this true, though? Are yes. there more sharks in Southern California? Yes. More sharks and more great whites. How come? Um, according to this particular episode, it's this time of year where female great whites give birth, and they do it up near, where was it, Channel Islands. Mm-hmm. And when they give birth, if the water's cold, they swim to shallower water, which is warmer, and then that leads them to Southern California. Oh. Wow. We're all going to die. Is this a global warming thing? The temperature I, of the oceans are changing where they normally would be? I don't know for sure. Okay. I just know it's cold there, and it's warm here. How do you... When and we're you, all going to die. When you go to the beach... What? When you go to the beach, how much thought do you give as you wade in as Zero. to whether or not... The, really? Oh, I think about it a Zero. lot. Zero. Do you? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you go to the beach? No, I, not much because of because things of like that. Because of that? Yeah. Allie? Huh. I, Zero. No, I haven't thought about a shark ever. Same. I don't think the ocean's fun in general, really. But, but adding, There's like sand. Well, it's, what a shame you live here. Yeah, adding what a the, waste. Adding the shark in really, uh, really. Puts well, the it shark over the doesn't edge. make it uh, more chill. No, <laughs> I I never think of them, and I saw a shark attack. What? Yeah, what? in person. In person, I was up in Humboldt County, and my boyfriend at the time, big surfer, so it was him and two friends, and they were just out waiting on the waves, everything, and I looked over to their left, so my right. And all of a sudden, I see, like, something kind of flip through the air. And I'm like, what was that? That was weird. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of birds came and, like, they were descending on that area. Then the thing flipped out of the water again. And I'm like, that's a seal. What is wrong with that seal? No. And then I realized, oh, that seal is in something's mouth. And it is being flipped through the air. And then... All of that commotion is drawing the birds. So I jump up from my chair and I'm waving them in. I'm like, you guys, come in, come in. I'm sure they were like, dude, why is your girlfriend always such a bummer (laughs) making us leave? But they came in and then we reported it. And I remember to this day, the... The guy that was taking all of the report, like, mm-hmm. ma'am, it wasn't a great way. I just, I don't believe it was a great way. like condescending? Condescending. <laughs> there just aren't, I just, I don't feel like we need to say that this was a great way. This is going to freak people out. I'm like, oh, oh there you go. really? Really, sir? The Jaws situation. It mm-hmm. was bad. But, uh, yeah, got in the water the next day, but everything's cool. <laughs> never thought about it no, again? No, never Why? If it's, you knew there was a shark in the water, yeah. why did it, you at least not get give you pause about going in the water? Because we're in their home. It's this is that's what, my point. Exactly, is this you're is, in their home. Don't even go in. Don't even go to the beach. Stay this inside. Is, this is the circle of life. This is what. Don't even drive on the PCH. Too is. close. <laughs> Don't even watch Baywatch. It's too thoughtful. It's, 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 um, I wonder. I wonder how many people are hung up on the idea, and, and I know statistically the odds are very small. Just like we we're talking about with the asteroids with the Professor. The but statist- you choose to to believe that we're going to die this weekend, which I do with sharks. Okay. Now. I, I just think statistically the chances of oh. any individual person getting bit by a shark are low. 
But there's a. It's going to happen to somebody, right? I mean, we've had multiple cases just in this past week of people who have been really effed up by sharks. Yeah, there was one guy who got bit by a shark, but it was not here. Where was it? Florida or something? Florida. Yes. Yeah. He got yeah. bitten on the elbow and went to the bars because everybody bought him drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. he got then, bit by a shark. But then a listener tweeted us a bunch of recent shark attacks where, like, it showed half the arm ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't always it doesn't equal always equal to be drinks. such a cute story. <laughs> now that is what you call a gaping wound. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's Never called. <laughs> so um, I think it would be interesting. Well, first of all, I know it's unlikely, but if anyone's ever been bit by a shark or even had a shark come up and touch them while they're in the water, just I would nudge love him gently. Yeah, just nudge him. I had a friend who was an avid surfer, and I was very surprised by this because surfers are a different breed altogether. Mm-hmm. They live; they have to be in the ocean every day, or mm-hmm. just they lose their mind. Yeah. This guy uh, got he got hit by something. His foot got hit by something while he was on a surfboard, and he looked down, and it was a shark. And he's never touched the water again. Yeah, really. Anywhere near. That guy's smart. Uh, and the other side of that equation, by the way, with surfers is there was a piece on Channel Nine last night. They interviewed. You guys remember Bethany Hamilton? Sure. Lost an arm mm-hmm. and could not wait to get back in the water. Has surfed every day since she yep. lost that arm to a shark bite. There are some people who are just fearless. But let's take take some calls on people who have had shark encounters. People who shark have sightings, be- maybe. Uh, yeah. Like scary ones. Yeah. Sc- yeah, scary ones. Not one that, like, puts its fin out, like, hi! Like, we want one that, like, shows its teeth Wait, that happens? You. That yeah. fun one happens? We want one that's like, ah, like, blood coming out of his teeth. Yeah, I want to hear or some pe- I want to hear some people where uh, seeing a shark in the water changed your mind too. By the way, like that's it, no more. I feel like you're making this a smaller and smaller right. call-in topic. It Let us know if a shark attacked you and you will no longer go in the ocean. Give a call. And if you wear a wetsuit. <laughs> no, I'm saying <laughs> shark attack, shark encounter, or somebody who has seen a shark and that has made them think, I'm not going in the water anymore. Or I saw one and it doesn't bother me. I'm still going in the water. Well, those people are insane. Or, I'd like to talk to them as well. Or I just watched Jaws. Give a call. <laughs> oh, now. Someone call someone. No, call <laughs> us. 1-800-520-1067. You- Somebody call my mama. <laughs> Not call sure now. why that guy's mama needs to be called. Call now. 1-800-520-1067. We'll take your calls next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We're going to talk to Greg, who had a run-in with a shark more than one time. Greg, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We are good. Thank you. You must uh, smell good or something. I don't know. I don't smell that good because you didn't bite me, so... Uh... Can't smell that good. Do you surf every day? Uh, I surf as much as I possibly can. Okay. All right. And what was your closest shark encounter? So I was up in uh, Cambria and uh, by myself, went out surfing. There was about four or five other guys out there surfing. We were surfing for about a half hour, and the next thing I know, they're all in. And I'm the only one out there paddling, you know, and surfing and everything like that. I'm like, geez, this is awesome. The waves were great. I keep surfing for about another 45 minutes and everything. No problem. Having a great time. I finally go paddle in, and and, uh, this guy comes walking up to me. He goes, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, what? He goes, you see there's a shark out there? I said, there's no shark out there. He goes, he was circling you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, he's right there. I look, and there he is. There's the fin and everything. Oh, my God. Hmm. Now, did did that change your – probably not, right, because you're hardcore, but uh, for – for some people, nope. they would go, well, that's it. I'm not, I'm not going back too close for comfort. No, I mean, it, it's, you know, it just depends on the situation and stuff like that. You don't, you know, if you, if you 
you kind of watch the news and stuff. If there's San Clemente last year had a lot of great whites down in their area and they closed the beaches and stuff. So, you know, you obviously don't be stupid and go out and surfing, but you know, you just, it's, it's, the odds are so rare. It's not even funny. Greg, were the other guys that when paddled back in from Cambria, were they like locals only bra? And then they just yeah. left you? Okay. Well, they were, yeah, they were locals only. And that's the whole thing. I didn't, I thought they were going to come up and say, hey, what are you doing here? And, and instead they're telling me, you know, it's like. They're trying oh, to okay, save I, you. you guys, well, no, they weren't. If they're no one, no, they, they didn't save them at all. Nobody waved him in. <laughs> <laughs> They were waiting for me to get eaten out there. Right? Yeah. That's, that's the kind of welcome you get in Cambria. All right, Greg. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Let's talk sharks, you guys. We're talking shark encounters. Will you go in the water? Will you not go in the water? How close have you been to a shark? Have you been bitten by a shark? We'll start this time with Paul. He's in Garden Grove, line four. Paul, thank you for calling holding on. How are you, my friend? Hey, guys. What's up? What's up, party people? Uh, yeah, this happened a few years ago. It was in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Okay. We're walking on a pier, and there was jellyfish. It was a cool en- encounter to see all these jellyfish as far as you can see. So I was kind of going, on. Oh, it's weird. Then we looked down, and there's two seven-foot tiger sharks fighting each other on top Whoa. of the water. Whoa. Whoa. Fighting each other. Tiger sharks. I turned, to look, I, I turned to look to my wife, and the look on my wife's face, she never got in the water ever again the rest of her life. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's right. Did you get in the water? Oh, yeah. I'll That's my man right there, Paul. Paul. Paul yeah. tried to split up the fight between the two tiger right? shows. Come on. Can we all just... You guys, come on. Afternoon. I was in the water later that later afternoon. Later that now. afternoon. Not for I me. hear you, Paul. And you weren't but thinking it, but, about those seven-foot tiger sharks, though? No, it does put it in the back of your mind, but what I was excited about is to see that the natural predators like they are, you know? Seeing wildlife like that. Yeah, dude, to me, but then but, you went into I, that. Dude, you could do that on Netflix. There's Planet Earth. There's a bunch of them. You don't have to go there. Yeah, but, you know, I think the odds are so against it. I love it. So yeah, that's what those jellyfish it, so. thought, too, by the way. Those jellyfish had a conversation. You want to go out? That'll ah, be fine. Yeah, what the are the chances? Are, the odds are bad. What are the chances? All right, Paul, thank you for the call. Give me a little line f- uh, six here, please. This is going to be Michael. And I will take all of your apologies as we hear from Michael in Lake Forest. Good morning. Welcome to the Kevin Abid Show. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. What's going on, Michael? I got my bloody foot bit off by a shark. You're okay. the worst thing ever. Not even ever. a real accent. You're the worst. You're the worst. I mean, I'll be first. Bean, I'm sorry. You were right. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry about Michael. I wasn't. I thought he was going to be I need my to know guy. Who, I need to know who screened that one immediately. No, I, He's going to be my backup. About, I was thinking about staying, but now nah, I'm still out. Oh, oh man! Right. Screen that gets a bonus. That was awesome. <laughs> also, we should have known immediately when he was he like, "Hello, Mike." That, that's like, what I thought. I was like, "Maybe he just..." Oh, weird. Okay. Hey, let's talk to Bill in Redondo, line five. He says he is a shark expert. Oh, hello, mate. <laughs> Be funny if it's the same guy in all the lines. Hey, Bill. Billy Mac, longtime fan. Thank, Thank you. you. We appreciate that. Big now, how how are you a shark expert? Them. Days. I'm born and raised right here at the beach my whole life, diving, fishing, surfing. Okay. okay. All right. The white the white sharks are protected. That's why there's so many of them nowadays. Okay. Okay. And, now, and how, they're here. How often do people encounter them, like, really close up? Like, they, you know, swim by and touch them or whatever? <laughs> you know, if you're close to the estuary areas where they are, you're going to probably see some. Mm-hmm. But everybody's making such a big deal out of it. Out right? of all the times I've been in the water, I've seen one white shark. Right, brah. I mean, okay. that's what. That's... Nobody's gotten eaten. Nobody's gotten bit. Yeah. But they're protected, so there's more of them. Bill, <laughs> a 
Uh, Bill, are you really an expert? <laughs> he said he was uh, raised at the beach. Yes. Hello, Didn't you mate. hear him? He told us. Hello, mate. But I know, there, his credentials. I know there are a lot of them, Bill, but it only takes one <laughs> to bite my foot off. Yeah. Like that other guy we one talked guy to. I got bit at Manhattan Pier because the shark was hooked up to a fishing line. Oh, and I yeah, see. He, I, I know him. He got pretty narfed. There's no doubt. Totally <laughs> narfed. When you get narfed, what are you going to do? do? Got nar- gnarly. I don't yeah. want to get narfed. I'm going to stay at home. I might be interested in it. I love the Australian narfing. guy and I love Bill. I love everybody uh-huh. that's calling right Allie, now. Allie, you can do some narfing this week? <laughs> I hope to. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. A lot of great uh, music on the show here today, including in this segment. It's our favorite uh, What's Happening of the Week on a Friday. Allie, take it away. It's Friday, first of all. Here's the thing. We have a playlist. It's called the That's My Jam playlist. We are going to link it to all of our social medias at Kevin and Bean. All you have to do is click follow, and you're going to have brand new music from every member of the Kevin and Bean show. We pick a song every week and put it on there. It could be something brand new that you just found, and you're like, this is awesome. Awesome. Could be something that comes along one of your playlists from years ago, and you're like, ah, oh, remember that? That's my jam. I like being able to track Beer Mug's depression based on the songs <laughs> right. he puts up on the playlist. Right. <laughs> you can see how sad he is. But then when I pick one he picked now, I'm like, oh, no. What's wrong with me? <laughs> What's wrong with me? What's What's the doctor? Right. All right, Kevin, you're up first with your pick. Mine is The Siege, which is a hip-hop artist, uh, James Taz Conley, and producer Riley Goon Taylor. Oh, all right. They have a morning show. Taz, Taz and, Goon. and Goon. The Taz and the Goon. <laughs> they came together in Los Angeles. They formed the group The Seeds. Their influences were uh, Jay-Z, Linkin Park, and Rage Against the Machine, my favorite <laughs> band of all time. The album is Duality. It came out a little bit earlier this year. Uh, the song was released uh, in January, and it's called Right Now. At your noodle like PB and Jayada. I'm the Terminator and I'm looking for Connor. Back when United States couldn't locate Osama. You had teen spirit and it felt like Nirvana. Now you got drama. You still in that home. Probably off me of pajamas. On them grands, we are fucking imposters. Right? This half fear where you get to the commas. Tell me who you are, get in the car. Right now, you finish stars, I want it all. Right now, tell me who you are, get in the car. Right now, you finish stars, I want it all. Right now. All right. That's the way you want to wake up. Absolutely. Well done. Bean, you've got a great band. I do have a great band because this isn't K-Rap. This is K-Rock, Kevin. Um, I love the British band the Foles. We have played them in the past here on K-Rock, and they have uh, two speeds. They have a mid-tempo speed, and they have a melt-your-face-off speed. And their latest song called Black Bull is a melt-your-face-off speed, like uh, What Went Down was. If you remember that, we played on K-Rock. Inhaler, we played on K-Rock before. Again, the band is called Foles. Their new one, now stand back a little bit from the radio. You're going to get hurt, is <laughs> called Black Bull. I just, I love the rock music, you guys. 
I dig it. I dig it a lot. Jensen, you're up next. Speaking of rock music, uh, I'm very excited to play a new song uh, today by a group out of Louisville, Kentucky. Their name is White Reaper, uh, and they are awesome. Do you guys know them? Mm-mm. I don't. Uh, they had an album come out in 2017 called The World's Best American Band, which is just a great <laughs> title. Uh, and their debut, they're good at titling albums. Their debut album from 2015 was called White Reaper Does It Again. Uh, <laughs> listen, here's the thing. I think that they have a sound that is a little bit like a muscle car Van Halen vibe. Okay. Uh, but yet uh, a, but yet there's some bit of a soft songwriting vibe to it. So it's not just like, you know, uh, the darkness or whatever at all, but this is sort of singer-songwriter uh, I was going to say a bad word. Uh, what's a better <laughs> word for the sea rock? Uh, penis rock. Yeah, it's, yeah okay. Uh, check it out. It's called Might Be Right. It is White Reaper, new song. It's like something for everyone today. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like if Kiss uh, did a song with Ben Folds. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then, (laughs) like, the uh, Beach Boys' grandsons came in to sing it. Yeah. Yes. I dig it. I dig it. Well, I'm about to take everybody down. Oh. Uh, Yeah. My song is from one of my favorite bands, and it's off one of my favorite records that came out um, a while ago, 2015, but it's off of their second album, Sound and Color. The band is Alabama Shakes. If you don't know them, What's wrong with you? Uh, bluesy rock band from Athens, Georgia. Um, amazing. Amazing. They won four Grammys with this album. But the reason it was back, you know, kind of in my head was we just had Brett Gelman in yesterday. Amazing on both Stranger Things and Fleabag. But this song was played in the final scene of the final finale of the whole series of Fleabag. And as soon as it started playing, I literally went, oh, this song is a perfect choice! (laughs) Because I knew what was coming, and it's just, it's such a perfect song. I'm gonna tell you right now, a clip is not gonna do this song justice because it's slow, and it's, it's a lot. But go back, listen to the playlist, because this song by Alabama Shakes, it's called This Feeling, and it's, it's a lot. And I've been having me a real fun time But it feels so nice To know I'm gonna be alright different from the three of yours. Way to get the party started. Can I I just tell you what Chip just pulled up for this for you? What? Chip just pointed Uh at it. This is what she wanted me to play. I was so bored. (laughs) Wow. wow. She's on her way out. (laughs) You are a whore. Um, You're not wrong, though. You are not wrong. That clip, I'm telling you, doesn't doesn't do do it it justice, justice, but it's a wonderful song. There are a lot of songs like that where if you take 30 seconds, maybe you don't really get the feel. Nah, but I understand Chip was bored. 
You little bitch. Don't be so boring. I can't wait till you're gone. Don't be so boring. Uh, you guys. That's, he does a whole uh, story. That's uh, my jam. That's the playlist right there. Just get it at Kevin and me. Stop uh, pressing sorry. the button. How dare you? <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. The cover right there, right? Sound like you're going to say something. Yeah, I was. I was just watching Muggs do his magic back here. Now it's going to be Not a fun now, time. Kevin. It's going to be a fun time. That is the uh, Red Hot Chili Chip's Peppers. leaving, by the way. Just so you know, love roller coaster. Yeah, we're going to be in Muggs's uh, capable hands starting Monday. That was the Week 91 selection. Alex from Asusa recommended that one. We are playing all Keep It 100 songs Keep all day long. In honor of the 100th week of the feature, and in an hour from right now, you'll be, a little less than an hour, you'll be asked to text in yours to add to the list. So that's uh, that's coming up here on K-Rock. And more as we celebrate Chip's last day. And Allie, I think that's what this is about, too. Yeah, it's Chip's last day after 10 years with the Kevin and Bean Show. Five running the board. Like, just an amazing it's human being. It's felt double that. Does it feel a lot <laughs> oh, longer? Come on Feels now. Feels like 20. So yeah. we decided to have Chip on this side of the board for this because... We want to play a little game called Does Kevin Know? Does Kevin know? Does Kevin know? Well, there seems to be some doubt. Does Kevin know? Does Kevin know? I think it's time we all found out. Well, we know he has some knowledge, but it might be pretty small. He thinks he went to college, but he really can't recall. Does Kevin know? Does Kevin know? I think it's time we all found out. So, the Kevin Chip Dog? edition of yeah. Does Kevin Know? Yeah. How and did this turn into a Roast Kevin Day? <laughs> Here's the thing. Usually with this game, you have callers. I ask a question. You're not listening. You have headphones on. We ask the caller, will he know, will he not? Right. It takes too much time. Okay. So, so we're not going to do gonna, it at no, all? No, I'm okay. going to ask the questions, and I'm going to say, Chip, will he know this one? Okay. You can still listen. It's fine. Okay. This is this way we can get more questions in. Yes. Well, <laughs> I also think it's fun because how well do you really know your coworkers is the great question. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, Kevin and Chip have worked standing literally inches from each yes. other for the last five years. Right hand girl, sometimes left. And, and spent, not oh, like that. No. I mean. And have only in my dreams and have spent a lot of time talking about a lot of stuff. Let's see how much yes. was retained. Oh, All right, man, Kevin. Stuff Chip told me, none. Kevin. <laughs> okay. We're going to ease into it. Right. Start with an easy one. Chip isn't her real name. She what? got it from working at Disneyland as either Chip or Dale. Yes. What is her real name? And please give me first and last. Um, are you asking Chip, Chip if I'm going to get... Chip, you know this? Uh, I think you will. Just cause okay. it, I think it's my work email, too. Okay. Daniel Lehman. Thank you. Right. I mean, Suck it's, it. it's, it's Lehman, but you said Lehman. It's okay, fine. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's good. Tomato, tomato. Chip, <laughs> you've been with the Kevin and Bean Show for a decade. You now have an amazing opportunity to produce podcasts and work from home. You've been driving from Orange County for 10 years. 500 miles a week. Will he know what company you're going to work for? Mm, I think he will. The Athletic. All right, Kevin. Someone, someone's been paying attention. Yeah. Look this. And I didn't know this feature was coming up, so I couldn't no, study, you study like study. Gus, guests or anything. Okay, Or Gus. Whatever, whichever. <laughs> tomato, tomato. So Chip's going to be working from home, which seems like the dream. No commute, wearing your PJs, cereal, Fullerton. always close. Fullerton. But, I don't know. I thought that's where your question was going. But we're not sure that she's taken into consideration just how much her sister's dick of a cat wants her dead. Will Kevin know the name of this perilous pussy? 
Can you ask that again? Will Kevin know the name <laughs> of this perilous pussy? Uh, I... Can you ask it again without the funny voice? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Play that music again. Uh, I, I don't think he will. Okay. What is the name of Chip's sister's cat? Mr. Pickles. Oh, oh my gosh. Gosh. Good job. Killing it. Suck Mr. it. Mr. Pickles will kill Chip. That's true. Once he finds out that she's home. 100%. Yeah, yeah you can't her. escape. All right. So her new gig I'm sorry. At let's, the... just, let's just update. Three for three. Uh, three, three, for three. three for three. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Her new gig with The Athletic is an amazing fit. She loves sports. In fact, she hosts her own hockey podcast. Uh-huh. Kevin, what's the name of Chip's hockey podcast? Chip, will he get it? He's on a roll. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes right now. Okay. Totally offsides. Kevin. <laughs> well done. These guys are close. Right? I mean. Yeah. All right. Speaking of hockey, Chip plays as much as she can. She joined a league, plays pickup games. The little person just loves it out on the ice. Will Kevin know what position you play? Hmm. I don't think so. That's difficult because the position has changed, has it not? Because you were on the front line, but you were always offside. Don't, so this now is you're, no need to answer this. So now she's this playing. Currently, now she's playing defense. Damn it! Wow! Wow! Thank you. Wow! Kevin and Chip are Thank in you. love. You Thank are, you. Wow. You guys are together. Thank you. That's wow. where totally offsides comes from because she was always offsides. Oh, look at him! Oh, I mean, so they Kevin. Well, this is. Very I don't know impressive. this much about my own wife, by the way, as you know that, too. By the way, the quite... podcast is available on Apple. <laughs> this is quite a gift. That was just a way to work in the podcast, wasn't it? <laughs> Love it. Well, Chip Are also we loves music, oh. plays in bands. Chip's current band name. He'll know. Well Hung Heart. Wow. Bonus question. Bonus the question. band before Well Hung Heart that Chip was in. <sighs> no way. No way. The band she was in before Well Hung Heart was. I don't know. It's Butthole Surfers. Butthole Surfers. Fiction Shoot. Reform. Fiction Reform. Mm. Oh, All right. Well, I wasn't even close to that. It's not like it was on the tip of my tongue. Speaking of Well Hung Heart, okay. when they opened up for The Offspring, Noodles from The Offspring decided to play one of the best jokes of all time on the band. What international music star came out as a surprise to join Chip and her band for a cover of Smash Mouth's All Star? Chip, will he know the answer? I think he will, because it's probably the, probably the greatest music memories of all time for everybody. William Hung. <laughs> wow! It's unbelievable. Kevin, this is very impressive. I've only missed one. You ha- well, and, no, and it, it was, was a bonus, bonus question. It was a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, so I haven't missed any. Thanks no. for joining us, everybody. We'll, we'll be right back. we've got a couple more. Oh. Music is so much a part of Chip's life. She even has two tattoos to show just that. What are those tattoos? Uh, Foo Fighters and Black Flag. Half, no. half, right? The yeah. offspring. offspring. Blue Fighters and the Offspring. She also recently started a new tattoo. Will he know what that is? Yeah, what animal? Ah! Yeah. Okay. What animal? Him. It's not going to help him. Look at him. Really I, don't, I don't think <laughs> she ever mentioned her new tattoo. Uh, yeah, my, would you have seen it at night? My face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh Kevin. Ew, both of them. <laughs> oh, that was a one-two punch. I, I, I quit now. Why don't I even finish the show? You deserve that, yeah. is what uh, I'm saying. It's an octopus. An is octopus. it a perilous octopusy? It is. And finally, <laughs> we'll see if you've really been paying attention. What is the name of Chip's current obsession? It's a TV show, takes place in Canada, centering around Wayne and his misfit buddies. Oh, this one I do know. But will I be able to come up with it? She does talk about it all the damn time. Shoot, what's the name of that? Uh, The Prank Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, is it the Prank Brothers? He nailed it. I mean, it was very close. It's Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. Yes. I mean, Kevin, I'm not going to lie. Really impressed. Yeah. Really impressed. I feel like you're talking to me like you're all making fun of me. But no, no, okay, I'm just checking. You did a wonderful job because Kevin does know Chip. Does Kevin know? Does Kevin know? Well, I think we all found out. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, K Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Me and Brad Williams joins us in studio. Brad, you've never felt more welcome than to walk into a room that is covered in Anaheim Ducks flags. Woo! I love right? it. I'm glad to be here. I heard you guys were losing your resident short person. I'm mm-hmm. here to apply for the job. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. You think that's all that it takes is being short? Uh, I mean, if, <laughs> Chip, hard. If, 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 if Chip can do it, then yeah, okay. uh, that it's must like, be the only qualification. 95% of it. Okay. Really. Yeah. All right. Which, by the way, I knew it was Chip's last day, and I wanted to bring the party. Oh. So I did what you do when you want to bring the party mm-hmm. in 2019, and I brought you all a White Claw variety pack. Which is yeah, which no yeah. one, no one in the new room really knew what it was. No, no, no idea. It is sort of the get up on of alcohol for 2019. <laughs> it what is, is it? It's like a, a flavored seltzer in the same way that like uh, Lacroix is a flavored yeah. soda. Mm-hmm. They've uh-huh. done the same thing except put alcohol in it. And there are four flavors in this pack. Yeah, it's black cherry, uh, lime, ra- grapefruit, and raspberry. I tried. I was warned. They go raspberry doesn't taste that good. I go. I'll, I'll find out myself. <laughs> Open it. It tastes. Terrible. Uh, like ass, you said. Like ass. But the rest of them all taste kind of good. Like White Claw. Right. Yeah. Are, are you a claw is law. Hashtag Claw I mean, is law. Are, are you out here uh, <laughs> pimping the brand or what's going on? I'm not. Uh, I just wanted to bring the party. And okay. uh, I couldn't. Have, I didn't have any Zimas available, so instead uh, I brought some White Claw. Hey, Brad, you have a mic? Yeah. So you don't need to really project like But I'm about three White Claws in. <laughs> so oh, you started con- early. Okay. Sorry to control the volume of my voice. <laughs> okay. um, Brad, by the way, is uh, home this weekend. You can see him at the Brea Improv yeah. with five big shows, two tonight, two Saturday, and one on Sunday. Tickets available improv.com, 21 and up. Yeah, might I say that uh, my mom is coming to the Sunday show. Great. Oh. She got a party bus. Oh. Is bringing 42 desperate housewives from Fullerton. No. Wow. Yeah. So mom's going to be rolling in the White Claws. Does the act change? Yeah, good uh, question. She told me that she wants a clean show on Sunday. So if you want the dirtiest show of the weekend, you come to the Sunday show. That's the wrong thing to tell you. Exactly. Yeah. So if you want to know exactly what's going on in my wife and I's uh, sex life, then yes, come, come on Sunday. Because you guys are trying to get pregnant right now. <laughs> we are. We're working on it. We've uh, to now that I'm seeing the hockey references all all, all around. We pulled the goalie, right? Uh, okay, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> so we're trying, and uh, ju- just so you guys know, having problems hitting the net. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife has a terrific five hole. I know that. <laughs> we had a five person shootout. That was not fun. Wow, that was right. not no. fun at all. Never, wow. never invite a Russian. Uh, but. 
Yeah, so we're trying to do that in in, in case the listeners are curious because I, I I I know her uh, parents were. Uh, it is a twenty five percent chance dwarf, seventy five percent chance it's going to be tall if we have a kid. And uh, everyone, like, oh. and by well, tall, please normal. God, six foot eight, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be so it. great. Need it. I mean, I would like that because then my wife couldn't hide snacks from me on the high shelves anymore, and that'd be awesome. <laughs> I could finally know what small hey, pop tarts taste like. I got you a ladder for your wedding. You did. Yes. And we've used it. Yes. It is amazing. But also, like, if your kid That's is... That's a really, hell of a wedding gift. If his kid they is really tall... I know. If your kid's really tall, he could easily hide drugs in the house. There's so many yeah, problems. Yeah. He would never be able to catch him. Well, yeah, my wife is tall. They, the, she, I don't think either of them would be on your side, Brad. No. Okay. And, and then, you know, and then, of course, I get older. I try to discipline the kid. Kids just picks yeah. me up and drops kick me and says, F you, dad. And he's four. Yeah. Oh, no. Brad, um, let me ask you this. Yes. Um, does it take any of the fun out of it? Does it make it feel more like work when you're trying to accomplish something other than just sexy time? Have you seen my wife? No, it is fun. Right? It's still fun. Okay. It is fun. Work. I'm outkicked by coverage. Uh, Your wife is more sports extremely hot. Yeah, yeah, you did well. So it, it works. There's only there's only one time when uh, when uh, sex has truly been awkward between my wife and I, okay. and it is so appropriate that you guys were playing Alabama Shakes on the That's My Jam playlist that was mm-hmm. my because pick. this was about the fifth date that we have had. It, it was back when I was dating her in San Francisco, and uh, she wanted some sexy time, and she and she put on the music, and, w- and we started having sexy time, but I had never heard Alabama Shakes before. Uh-huh. Alabama Shakes start playing. I stopped the sex and was like, what is this? It is too good. I cannot concentrate on sexy time right now. <laughs> you had to turn it off so you could keep focused? Yes! That I had to stop Sex with a gorgeous Asian woman to to be be like what to appreciate is this great music? music. How does yes. Alabama Shakes not have that on every album yeah. on the back? Brad Williams had to stop <laughs> sex because we were too good. Warning: Do not play. And that and that got me thinking. Uh, the secrets to a good sexy time playlist. Uh-huh. And one and one of the things is you cannot have a song that you know. Because Can't have a song you, that you know. Because okay. then you start the memories. Yeah, yes. memories, lyrics. Like if oh. Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. That's the sexiest song of all time. Uh, maybe, but then you start like going in rhythm with the song, and you'll right. sing it as, and like if, if you're, yeah, uh, and if, if you're having fun with your partner, and you hear that first, yeah, everyone starts laughing. Everyone starts laughing. Just because it's too porny? It's too porny. It's too <laughs> on the nose. So what I say is, if you want a good sexy time playlist. First of all, start off with Rammstein. Oh, awesome. Okay. Oh, wow. okay. I like it. I like where your head is. You get a good pace. Nothing but firefly. You know, you get that. By the way, that's it sounds like a curse word, but that's, it's just German. <laughs> Every word sounds like a curse word in German. Sure. But yeah, start off with the Rammstein, mm-hmm. then you get a nice rhythm going. I that just, sounds like a jackhammer rhythm that you don't want to what, start that's with. That's what Brad that's what does, wants. man. Because oh, I dominate. <laughs> I just listen to all of uh, Chef's songs from South Park. It's very helpful. Strong. Yeah. I listen to podcasts. Sexy. I listen to podcasts. Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Jensen, Jensen gets down to this American life. Yeah. It's like, I like all the Mark Marin commercials and stuff. We have to take a, a quick break. Our friend Brad Williams is here. Brea Improv, five big shows this weekend. Follow him on Twitter at FunnyBrad. It's BradWilliamsComedy.com. We'll be right back. 
It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Our friend uh, Brad Williams in studio with us now on the Kevin and Bean Show. Brad is uh, in town for the Brea Improv. Five shows this weekend. Tonight, Saturday and Sunday, improv.com. Brad, I had a question for you. Um, I have an answer. Jensen recently decided as an adult, as a man who's almost 40 years old, that he was going <laughs> to change up his style. He decided he was going to start wearing something different. Okay. And uh, you can't tell today because he didn't do it. But he, <laughs> he uh, started, decided to start wearing Hawaiian shirts no. every day. Here's what it is. Okay, They're fluffy. No, it's button-up shirts. Okay. The first one I decided to come in wearing was very colorful uh-huh. and had trees on it and tigers. Mm-hmm. This today is a button-up blue, yeah. obviously like very subtle. Yeah, it's a sh- and so uh, he they think I'm wearing just colorful ones. This is part of the new style. Okay, so you were wearing shirts that were featured Graphic. heavily in Hot Topic. No, like yeah, like, yes! heavily. No, yes! that's accurate. Well, heavily, yes! specifically Cartoon more streetwear stuff. But yes, nineties references. <laughs> yes. that's a little more. Okay. okay, so he's tried to grow up a little bit, and we started talking about being able to change your fashion at whatever age, and if it's it's sure. cool to do. And I mm-hmm. think you can. And and I think when we first met you, I don't think you were wearing the the, the newsies caps, but that seems to be like your full time look now. Yeah. Is the newsies cap? What's what's that about? Uh, do you want the fake answer or the real answer? How about both? Okay. Both. Fake answer. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to reinvent myself. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to have a new look. Uh, sure. That you know, trying to stay fresh with the kids. Uh-huh. And so because the kids are all wearing the newsies caps. You're nailing uh, it. Re- real answer. Having some receding hairline problems. So, so that's the real Way to answer. Go, yeah, okay. uh, Brad, you're a dwarf. No one's looking at your hairline. <laughs> well, maybe more Everyone's people are looking, looking at, at my hairline. hairline. <laughs> Everyone's looking at my hairline. That's literally the only thing you hairline see. Hairline and top of his head. Stare down. <laughs> it, it, like, like, yeah. If, but if I'm, I'm saying if, that's not the takeaway from you. Okay? If I'm six foot four, sure, no one sees the bald spot. But literally. Everyone sees the bald Listen. chip gawks at my bald spot. <laughs> Listen, we've had many conversations about how the fact that it's pretty in now to shave your head and just be yeah, bald. It is. I don't go, know. Go That's Jason Statham. Go The Rock. It's but attractive yeah, to women. But see, they're big and swole. I'm four foot four. If I shave my head, it'd be like, wow, that kid's going through a rough time. <laughs> like, it's not going to be good for me. It's so. not all hot dudes that are, but Mike, Mike Judge isn't like a swole, big buff dude. That is one of the hottest dudes ever. He has millions of dollars. <laughs> okay, you had right, that sexy okay. beard. Uh, that's can, not going away. He could wear anything and he would be right, sexy. Okay. Come on. So that's why I wear the Newsies caps. But he, <laughs> it could have been a baseball cap, though. <laughs> I guess, you know, but it's, but it's a Newsies well, cap. Well, he's going for like the Sam Jackson thing. Like, you'll always see him in yes. a Kangol. In a Kangol, mm-hmm. right? And now Brad will always be in a Newsie cap. Yes, right. until I get enough money to go to Beverly Hills and get the plugs that I so desire. <laughs> uh, do should, we we do a go- should we do a GoFundMe? GoFundMe for plugs? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Brad needs plugs. <laughs> um, what's this other thing that I hear about uh, trouble in your wife's circle of friends? Oh, oh are you allowed to oh. talk about this, or will this get you in trouble at home and you'll never get her pregnant? Uh, both. It will. Don't care. <laughs> I, I need this out here. All right, we All right. only have a couple of minutes. I'm sorry to say, I but what's going on? Away. Okay, so uh, when, when you get married, you don't just marry the person; you marry everything about yeah. them, mm-hmm. including their friends. So right. my so my wife has this friend. Okay, her name is Carol. That's Uh-oh. her real name. Uh-oh. I'm putting it out there because I do not like her. Okay. 
I, okay. I, I want her to hear this because she's this friend where she's perpetually single, so, so she's trying to ruin everyone else's relationship so they can be as lonely and as miserable as her. Wow. So wow. what she does is she goes on these relationship survey sites, reads them, and you're supposed to share the results with your husband or your boyfriend. She doesn't have a husband or a boyfriend because she's 100% pure Carol. So what she does <laughs> instead is she shares the results with my wife and goes, oh, are you doing enough activities with Brad? You should be doing more activities with Brad. That's how you guys know you love each other. If you're doing a lot of activities together. <laughs> Carol. Carol. So Carol's driving you out of your mind. Yes, because then here's what we know as as straight men. Uh, when your wife comes to you and says, hey, we have something that we're doing together today. We know 100% it's going to be something that she loves and that we hate. 100% of the time. No man's ever woken up with a free Saturday and thought to himself, sweet. Flea market! That has never happened. He's not wrong. It has never happened. So so my wife comes to me the other day and goes, I've made some plans. And I'm like, well, crap. She's like, I've been talking with Carol. Oh, that's that's no. bad. That's never going to be followed bad with, news. I'm going to please you for 30 minutes and then shut the hell up for the rest of the day. That's never going to be followed with that. That's so, not Carol's advice? No. Okay. So my wife gets this huge smile on her face and goes, okay, we are going Apple picking. <laughs> what? <laughs> to you specifically? You want to take your midget husband. I, I support this. Apple picking. I, so I totally support this. Are you bringing the catapult to this is, this, is, this is the best idea ever. I love your wife I, and I love Carol. I'm Carol team Carol. Yeah. <laughs> Carol. 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 I hate Carol. <laughs> F Carol. So of course, so of course. Thank you for that, Allie. Thanks for pointing that out. That was good. (laughs) So I, I go. And you went already. Yeah, okay. I, I, I went. It was it was it was four hours. And of, you just of, had to carry the bucket. It was me just staring, <laughs> just staring up, going like, "Wow, that's a sweet apple." Oh, that's I wish a I good could, one right there. I wish I could that pick one. that one. Would love to see that. <laughs> Couldn't get it. Carol uh, is ruining my weekend. Carol's the best. Never had. <laughs> Next weekend is Carol suggesting pickup basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Brad is at the Brea Improv tonight, Saturday, and Sunday. You can't miss him. He's one of the funniest comedians you'll ever see in your whole life. Uh, and especially Sunday night with his mom there with her friends. Oh, That's sure, going to yeah. be the best. Oh, improv, 42 friends. 42 friends. Getting drunk, and up. Getting drunk Brad, off White Claws. And Carol will be there Sunday as well. We, oh, uh, oh. we love you, man. Thanks for stopping by. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. It's Kevin and B. K-U-Rock. Allie is here now, Friday morning. What's happening? Well, what's happening is today is Chip's last day. Ten years on the Kevin and Bean show. She's got a great job lined up with the athletics. Have fun working, suckers. Producing (laughs) podcasts. And we've all been saying, you know, off air how much we love her because we'd never say it on her air. That's gross. Insane. But we decided since it's her last day. Maybe someone should call in and wish her good luck. Maybe that someone should be from her favorite hockey team. Maybe it should be the captain of the Anaheim Ducks. A man that has spent his entire professional career with the team. A Stanley Cup champion, Allie? Stanley Cup champion. An Olympic gold medalist, Allie? Mr. Ryan Getzloff. Ladies and gentlemen. El Capitan, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm excellent. That was quite the introduction. What I mean, about it's you, dude? Yeah, little, right. Little Chip, <laughs> little Chip, spreading her wings, flying away from the Kevin and Bean show. You know, you can't. You, there's no way you could know how much she represents you and the Ducks year in and year out on this show, Ryan. 
I know. She defends us a lot, and we appreciate it. I'm happy to see her go. <laughs> There's a lot of Kings fans in are. this room. <laughs> it's probably going to do wonders for her career. Yeah, oh. actually, by the way, I scored my first goal ever in a, a league game last week, so mm-hmm. I, I thought the Ducks were actually going to call me up. Sure, of course. She's available. Oh, there you go. She's yeah. available, Ryan. If, you know. <laughs> Um, how many weeks there, did you play? How many weeks did you play, Chip, in that league before you scored your first goal? Two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, hey, I'm a defender now, so, so it was a couple know. weeks then. Yeah. 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 you can't right. put stats on grit. That's what I've got. <laughs> I, you can't put stats on grit, Ryan. Well I, want, I wanted to ask you: Do you remember the circumstances of your first ever NHL goal? Uh, I do remember my first goal it was in Detroit. Uh, Joe Louis Arena, which is a pretty historic building, so yeah. it's kind of fun to be able to say that I scored my first goal there. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually scored on a slap shot from the point, which was kind of weird considering I'm a forward. But um, <laughs> is, is there nice any kind have. of a uh, any kind of a tradition for a new guy for a rookie after he scores his first goal? Like, is there you know is there a party or anything like that that the the team does? <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a party. No, <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, we don't really have parties for it, but uh, you get a little congratulations and a plaque. That's about it. Wouldn't that oh. be awesome if in the NHL you score your first goal and everyone's like, oh, we're having pizza tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, we're going it is I funny. It. it is funny to watch people score their first goal and the announcers make a big deal out of it. And the play keeps going and mm-hmm. it's just, it's gone one second later. I yeah. tried to have pyro for mine, but the Anaheim rink would have let me have it. Oh, so, get the permits. Um... Off-season seems like forever for us, Ryan. How about for you? Does it fly by? Can you, I mean, you can almost now start thinking about getting getting back to it already. Yeah, I mean, this, um, this off-season obviously was a lot longer than I'm used to in the last, you know, seven years. So um, this one's been dragging along here and we're ready to get going, that's for sure. Well, how much time do you put into keeping in shape during the summer? Uh, well, like, for instance, this summer, um, obviously, like I said, it was a lot longer than I'm used to. So we, uh, I probably took about a month and a half off and did absolutely nothing to just let my body recover and wow. be ready to go. So I've been letting my body recover for 40 sleep. years, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's still you. injured. Well, that's going to be me in retirement. Really. <laughs> that, is, that is sweet. So, Chip, uh, with your new job with the athletics, you know, uh, Ryan, uh, she's going to be working for the athletic and she's going to be editing a bunch of, you know, they have a tremendous amount of sports podcasts, including an Anaheim Ducks podcast. Do you think there's any occasion where you and Ryan might cross paths again, Chip? I would, I would hope so. I mean, she sits outside his oh, house, yeah, so he's yeah. got to eventually get to the garage. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it means it means the world to Chip, I know, and to us. Uh, you've always been so generous with your time here on the Kevin Beach Show. The fact that you would uh, make some time in the off season to call in and wish her well is is awesome, Ryan. It just it's it's one more example of what a great guy you are. Oh, of course, I'd be more than happy. And obviously, I know that. Uh, Chip does a lot of defending us down there, and uh, we really appreciate that. We're going to have to replace her with somebody that's going to do the same, of course. Look, sure. I, I, I'll get the search up recap. Yeah, good luck. I got <laughs> I got to tell you that they have pitched other people. This is Kevin. I'm a Kings fan, and I go, no, Ryan. It's got to be Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, just because, you know, you're funny, you're, you get along with us well, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, the, maybe life after hockey. And the entire studio is draped in Anaheim Ducks banners today, just so you know, in honor of Chip's last day. So this is really the uh, this is the cherry on top of the cake, Captain. We really appreciate you calling in. Have the great rest of the offseason, and, and we'll talk to you when it gets going again, all right? All right. Thank you, and good luck, Chip. Thanks, man. Come on. Come How about on. that? Chip, are you crying? It's just, it's just, I, I'm she doesn't inside. cry. I don't cry. I don't <laughs> know. I'm a robot. Her eyes are sweating. <laughs> <laughs> that was
was awesome. Thank you. It was very I was emotional for me. And he wasn't even calling for me. I was, it was so sweet. He's a good dude. He is. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. KU Rock. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is week 100 of Keep It 100. Yeah. I gotta keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. So we're giving you a chance to add to the list that we have been playing for you all morning long here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Let's see what we almost heard. Uh, Dan in West Hills was texted number 99 with Don't Look Back in Anger. Oh, that's oh, good. Don't hate Great that. Song. Don't hate that. And uh, we've talked to Jody from Huntington Beach on the phone uh, during various topics before. She had a one that you would have loved, uh, Allie. Mm-hmm. Depeche Mode, wrong. Come on. Both of those are solid. Let's but, choose that one. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. only one Yeah, texture. but Color 100 is sometimes yeah. lame. Texture yeah. 100 is someone named Danielle in Los Angeles, California, who joins us on K-Rock right now. Hey, Danielle. Hey, guys. I'm just sitting here in my bikini. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds fixed to me, you guys. It this, sure does. Is this Chip? Who? What? Chip? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chip. Hello, mate. <laughs> I'm Chip, by the way. So, so, Chip, I guess I always ask, what do you have going on this weekend, Random Lister? Oh, you know, I'm just going to be uh, sitting by the pool, uh, not working on Monday morning, you know, oh. turn my alarm off, you know. You guys, my, you guys are doing that, Hate not me. You. Chip, uh, Chip burned us, by the way, by making plans to go to Brad Williams' comedy show Sunday night, like right in front oh, yes. of us. Just yeah. to brag that she yeah. could be out late sa- sa- yeah, I'm Sunday have a night. Real late Sunday, real late. <laughs> oh, man. And not even set an alarm if you don't want no, to, right, Chip? She's going to no, go to no sleep alarm. the minute we go on air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've had some time to think about it. Ten years. Uh, what would you like to have us play for you on K Rock? All right, so I put a lot of thought into this because uh, I wanted a band that means something to me. So you probably guys, you guys never know where I'm going with this. But we've always discussed what Keep 100, it should be a party song. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with an Offspring song. And it, Carol only plays three of their songs, but they have like a million hits. They have other songs? Wait a minute. Was this three. in the news? I don't believe it. I know. Like, it, you would think in 30 years they would have more than three, <laughs> but they actually do. Um, so this one is one we haven't played in a while. And it's a jam. It's a bop. Mm. Both. Not too bad. For keep it 100. That was for uh, a listener named Chip in uh, Los Angeles. Offspring, want you bad. Keep it 100 here on the Kevin Bean Show on the World Famous Carrack here on week 100. Yeah, whoever picked that was, had really good, really good uh, oh, choices. On. You don't oh, have to pat yourself on the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit. We knew it was all a bit. We, knew it. <laughs> we all uh, love the Offspring Alley, uh, including mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. When was Want You Bad released? That is definitely an early 2000s song. Mm-hmm. Was it even 2000? 
Yes. If definitely in early 2000, yes. But was it 2001? Possibly. Okay. I feel like 2003 is too late, so okay. I'm going either 2000 or 2001, so I say right in the middle, 2000.5. That is the exact right Whoa! answer. What? Because it was released on December 23rd, 2000. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wow. oh, my God, I was totally kidding. So, <laughs> yeah, crap. you would have been hearing that on K-Rock a lot at the, in January of 2001. Thank so, you, Mr. Know-It-All. Well, That's well insane. Done. We'll do it again next week on Keep It 100. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's a shame there's no uh, way to recap things that happened during the week. Yeah, people miss a ton of stuff. It is weird that we do so many things and then no one knows what happens at the end. I know I barely listen. <laughs> I know some people have to work and most others are still asleep. So it's lucky that your boy Jensen wraps up every week. Terry Bradshaw called in and he couldn't have been greater. He killed more mice than a local exterminator. I weirdly think you could run away from a shark. Del toes off to Singapore to follow his heart. It's the summer of going and Adam Ray show love. Brad Williams can fit into Ali's water jug. It's been a hundred weeks of y'all picking good songs except crash test dummies that dude was wrong we talk to party people with the weird things they do who has 600 blu-rays and you don't drive in la which seems shifty jeremy renner should have played with sock 50 goodbye chip don't let the door hit your ass if you miss that download the podcast (laughs) very nice nice. on our way out by the way i i know that we do occasionally mention the podcast um terry bradshaw's interview If you weren't listening when we had him on Wednesday, honestly, it was one of the craziest things that's ever happened to us on this show. (laughs) It was awesome. We were taken over by Grandpa. Uh, That's an example of why you want to check out the Kevin and Bean podcast uh, at least once in a while for the stuff that you miss. Uh, You can get that at radio.com or on iTunes or wherever. By the way, a Brandon just wrote in on Twitter a one-word tweet to me, which is, in all caps, fireflies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. doing Keep It we 100. We just played Hole in Celebrity Skin, and before that, it was Fireflies by No yeah. Sin Play Fireflies. Yeah, we you guys were, you were, we were, talking, you were recording, uh, uh, recording promos. recording yeah. promos. We Monday. haven't heard Fireflies yet. we played yet. it. Yeah. I'm saying you just, didn't yeah. hear it, but everybody else did. Like the guy was all, everyone else. That's how it sounded. It. You can fire of, me over it. <laughs> a lot of us are waiting for Fireflies. Just played I took about uh, six minutes ago. Time for our uh, final look at what's happening on a week of Kevin and Bean shows. Allie, take us out of here. What's going on? Uh, do you remember uh, the whole Katy Perry lawsuit? Yeah. yeah. It was from like two days ago. Yes. Yeah, we remember. <laughs> you remember it? Cool. Uh, it was her and her producers. They were sued for copyright infringement over her song Dark, Dark Horse, which. A jury decided that she and her co-defendants had copied the song from a Christian rapper, and the song was Joyful Noise. Well, turns out they're going to owe quite a bit of money, you guys. $2.78 million in damages has just been what they've been told they have to pay. Uh, I know none of us followed the case closely enough to have uh, an informed opinion, but do you guys think Katy Perry or her producers heard that Christian rap song and stole the beat, or do you think it was just one of those cases where two people make things that sound a lot alike? Well, in order to win that kind of stuff, you would have to prove it, no? Yeah, you have to prove it, and I think... I don't know that you... I mean, I don't know that you could, You would say, like, someone had the song in their hard drive or something. Yeah, maybe. Here's the thing. Uh, Katy's parents are both... Um, pastors, correct? Correct. Um, she always talked about how she listened to a ton of Christian music coming up. 
Maybe that played Could into it. Could she have yeah. heard it and just, you know, inadvertently? Well, I'm sure the prosecution that? suggested that. Yeah. I, I would assume, yeah. I have a clip from the Christian rap song, if you guys would like to hear Oh, I'd love it. to, yeah. Uh, everybody knows Dark Horse, the big number one from Katie. Yeah. Here, here's mm-hmm. the, the one that they say she ripped off. How dare you? <laughs> Again? <laughs> we just went <laughs> You idiot. And scene. Oh, he is so proud of that. He really is. Good Lord. You guys, um, R. Kelly, he's in jail right now. Canceled. Um, Excellent. Here's the thing. And, you know, I don't know if it works, but... He has now politely asked a judge to let him out of custody. He promises he's oh, going to be on his oh. best behavior. Okay. Let him out. Oh, I didn't, know. Believable. I didn't yeah. know he was promising. You could just be polite and promise something oh. and get out of jail. Robert. What is going on, you guys? Good question. It's just, it's insane. It is uh, insane. I say don't let him out now. Don't let him out ever. Oh, I, I agree with all of that. Don't free R. Kelly. Agreed 100%. You guys, despite less than stellar ratings for the show, CBS has renewed Love Island for a second season coming summer of 2020. Here's the thing. It has attracted a younger and more female audience than is typical for CBS, so that's a win. Mm -hmm. It's also encouraging that it's one of the strongest streaming shows that they have. The ratings... I don't want to say are abysmal. They're just not... They're not good. They're not good. They don't usually get a pickup no. for a second season. Absolutely not. Especially because that show's probably costly. It's probably... Well, they film it in Bali. There's a lot of stuff. But here's the and thing. And it's definitely terrible. The, uh, the show Love Island in England... It was a bust the first year in England. Oh, Nobody loved right? it. It had super low ratings. But then... It developed this cult following of people that were tweeting about it. Social media engagement was through the roof. Second season, high numbers. Third, like, it has gone through the roof. And I think CBS may be kind of hoping... Sort of watching that. Sort of that trajectory and hoping... CBS cares. It could catch (laughs) uh, there as well. I don't... um, Who knows? Who knows? I do know that the head of CBS said yesterday uh, that they were defending the network's decision to continue airing the show Bull, despite sexual harassment allegations against star and executive producer Michael Weatherly. Shame remember, you, CBS. remember that uh, lawsuit? Eliza Dushku said that he said really inappropriate things to her on the set in 2017, including remarks about sex and rape, and CBS paid her $9.5 million in a settlement. Well, here's what CBS Entertainment President Kelly Call said at the network's presentation for the Television Critics Association on why they're keeping the show on the air, despite all of this badness. These are quotes. It's a show that does very well. It's a very popular show. More than 10 million people watch every week. Michael is loved by our audience. And even after these allegations came out, people continued to watch. It's a popular show. We want to keep on our air. And it's a very good show as well. Wow. Those are real quotes to the television critics. Wow. It's not good for America and it's not good for the entire world. And so CBS, shame on you. Shame on you, CBS. He also defended the decision by saying Weatherly was, quote, remorseful and apologetic and is undergoing leadership coaching. I, uh, 
I mean, I can't explain it because that's not how the Me Too era works now. No. You get something like this that is uh, that is uh, verified and, mm-hmm. and paid out, mm-hmm. and you lose your job. Especially yep. over it's, that especially kind of behavior. CBS, right? Yes, especially at CBS with the problems that they've had with Les Moonves and everyone. Uh, yep. I, ju- I don't understand it. Those None of those explanations Mm-mm. make sense. CBS Entertainment President Kelly Call, and I was like, what? What is this woman doing? Then I looked her up. Uh, that's a man. Kelly Call is a man. Yeah. Hmm. So that's also not helpful. Uh, yeah. The whole thing is just gross, and I hate it, and who cares? That's what's happening, because it's Chip's last day. I didn't know Bull was a show, but I'm no longer going to watch it, I'll tell you that. I won't either. <laughs> Goodness. It is Chip's last day, 10 years here on the Kevin and Bean Show, five years as Kevin's right-hand gal. Uh, one of Bean's dreams was about uh, her being his right-hand gal. Let's talk about that. But that's, I, can still uh, dream, I can still dream about her, even though she's gone. <laughs> Yes, you can, indeed. But we wanted to uh, just do a little toast on the air. We all have our little champagne in our hands and uh, cakes and all sorts of wonderful things. What's the cake say, Allie? The cake says beat it, Chip. (laughs) Um, Because really, that's how we do here. But Kevin, do you have anything to say about this amazing girl? Um, Funnier than all of us. 100%. 100%. More reliable than all of us. 100%. Hey, speak for yourself there, Bucky. <laughs> I'm speaking for all of us, I believe. And I'm going to totally miss her. I love her. Aw. I paid her to say that. No, you didn't, Chip. As much as we say we hate you on the air, we hate you also, less, I hate her. less <laughs> off the air. We love you, Chip. And you're going to be amazing at your new job. Oh, thank you so much. See you in three months. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> you're cool. And f- you, I'm out. <laughs> All right, uh, on your drive home today, listen to Striker and Kleins, commercial free-for-all. A random act of helpfulness be SoCal helpful Honda dealers. We will see you on Monday morning. Have a great weekend. Not me! <laughs> Don't bogart that joint, my friend. How come I didn't get to say a few words to Chip, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, yes, uh, Kevin, what's that oh about? God, so Ran out of time. Oh, wait, stop it! Stop it! It's hard to hear him over the song. Yeah. Right. Go ahead, Bean. Beat it, Chip. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there it is. That's a wrap. Cut, print, edit, whatever the f- they say. What? <laughs> so, will there or won't there be naked dudes? <laughs> Let's pass it around. Kevin's been extremely sketchy right now. And the bugger that joined my friend. Okay, everybody back to work. I had more of a speech. Do you guys want to hear it? No, I don't. You? Nah, I'm good. No. Fair enough. That's for sure. That's how it's done, son. Right there. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you. Good night. Here all week, try the veal. Bong, bong. Mother of God. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.